do we should we have like a tag start like we announce the title or something? Yeah, I mean, I think we should tell people what we're doing here. Okay, that's... wait, should we, we first let's let's uh, let's say the the name so that we can hit the theme song. Yeah, but should we say it together? Yeah, like yeah. we're holding hands and and riding off the cliff like Thelma <laughs> and Louise. Is it is it like? I'm Tyler, I'm Jay, and this is Roughing yeah, the yeah, Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. hey, oh, don't tell okay. people oh, what it is yet. Yeah. No, well, I did okay. this part out. <laughs> okay. Okay, you start. All right, I'm Jay. No, I thought you you said I'm Tyler, I'm Jay, so you start. Oh, I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't do that. Let's, no. let's break a podcast rules. I'm Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this, this is, is Roughing, Roughing the Pastor. Let's have a podcast. Sure thing. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to work any harder on Fridays <laughs> yeah, than I need to. Yeah. What, what are we doing here? Like, what do we, what's the goal here? So I think that, um, well, it just felt like that in all, I mean, the internet's a big place, but one thing that was lacking was two white guys talking about how they <laughs> feel about things, uh, especially in their, in their uh, late 30s. Yeah. Yeah. We pa- are underrepresented. We are outside of the advertising <laughs> sphere at this point. We have been left behind, and yeah. we, our voice matters. And yeah. so, by all means, and so we've clogged the internet with further yeah. dribble dribble. So should we should we uh, explain who we are? Yeah, because maybe yeah. not everybody knows who we are. No, no, I assume that no one knows who I am. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, it's not a, that no one knows who you are, but the idea of anonymity. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not a bad one. I was with, I did an internship, this is a tangent, there's going to be a few of these in the show, buckle up everybody. <laughs> I did an internship with the late uh, er, um, Eugene Blackwell, mm. and uh, we were at a meeting once, and I was an intern with him, and it was one of those networking things where everybody is handing out business cards, right? And somebody asked him for his, and he looks at me and goes, I try not to be so important that I need business cards, oh, no. and I went... I love that. That's great. Did you then just quietly tuck your business cards back in your yeah, pocket? Yeah, put my back because I had them. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, me, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. Uh, it's a weird thing in youth ministry, in that um, you don't want youth ministry to be a cult of personality, right? But it inherently is going to be right. like you have to have a personality to be effective as a youth minister. You don't yeah. have to be the like, hey, look at me, I'm super cool. Right. But you do have to have a presence that people can understand yeah. and will want to spend some time with. And so uh, having the the two sides of that pole. Yeah. So anyway, tell me about yourself, Mr. J. Fryer. Well, it all began in 1983. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh boy. Uh, I went to college to be a music major as a drummer, ooh, and uh, music education specifically, and my favorite line about to be this, like a band teacher, yeah, okay. My favorite line about this is the following two things are true: one, it is possible for a drummer to go through high school and never learn how to read music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you learn how to read rhythm, but right. not tones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I can do that. Uh, I was also a drummer. The second truth coming out of that was. Reading music is extremely vital to music education and it's, the degree that gives it to you. <laughs> it, it's it's 
Yeah, it's pretty vital. So it would be like trying to take any other stuff, like American history, but all the classes are taught in German. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I don't know what any of you are talking about. Yeah. So I quit and became a religious studies major. Oh, nice. At IUP, uh, which if you want religious studies, a secular state school, that's the place for you. I love a state school that's named after another state. Right. We yeah. couldn't even get that right. Like, <laughs> what state are we in? Pennsylvania. Ah, okay. shoot. We we'll already made the business in... cards. So. <laughs> there already is a Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, man. What should we call ourselves? I guess Indiana. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, there's Just no Indiana. They'll never hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then I uh, I got a job in youth ministry. So did you were you able to get out in four? No. Oh. No, heavens no. Five. Because ish. of the switch or yeah. just because well, life was fun? Well, the switch and badness. I uh, uh, this is Badness like Michael Jackson? No. Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, bad no. it. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. Too soon. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I just pulled my transcripts for IUP because I'm applying to this cohort thing at the yeah, yeah. presbytery or at the seminary. Oh, okay. Cool kids are doing it. I graduated with a 2.47 from IUP. Nice. Great student. That's a that's a that's not a bad earthquake. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so then I got a job at my home church as a youth pastor, a youth minister, and then I began the ten-year journey through Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And graduated. so when you switched to biblical studies with mm-hmm. youth, youth ministry, the thought? Yeah, I was uh, be, I was helping out as a worship leader back in my home church mm-hmm. um, for the youth group, and in the midst of the chaos of switching majors and not knowing what to do next, my youth pastor was like, "You know, you're pretty good at this," and I was like, "Oh, oh, nice." Get paid to play dodgeball? Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, That's what it sounds like on the outside. <laughs> right. There's there's maybe 20 minutes of dodgeball per week. Yeah. And, and that's, then... <laughs> that's always the thing where it's like, I wish I got paid to play dodgeball. It's like, it's like yeah. Me too. <laughs> Just because I like playing it doesn't mean it's not work. Right. Yeah. Right. Also yeah. true. Yeah. Later after this episode, I'll take you downstairs and show you how Ed broke the gym this week. It was, oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Was absolutely. Classic youth ministry. So now I work here at Westminster. Here, because people can see. Yeah. Um, here at Westminster as the associate pastor for youth, contemporary worship, and media. And you've been here for 17? 12. Years? 12 years. I was talking dog years. Yeah. yeah. Right. It feels like 17, yeah, yeah. but it's 12. I knew it wasn't 17. I was trying to pick a funny number, and that was too low to be funny. <laughs> but I did. I wanted to be just... 300. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want it to be like that, where it was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and and you have you picked up a family along the way. I did a yeah. lovely wife Sarah, uh, high school sweethearts. She was in the drumline with me. That's how all good stories in my life. So started. you were her youth minister, and she was in high school. No, no. And you started. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I want to be very clear. You just got married <laughs> two years ago. I want to be very. When she very turned clear, eighteen. That's not what happened at all. No. Uh, were we, you in the same grade? No, she was two years behind me. Oh, yeah. Problem the Which felt like such a big deal in high school. Yeah, and yeah. Now it's is like. So do you get the 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 feeling? I have this with some of the people that I've met, like the relationships that persist into adulthood that started in high school. Yeah, that there's always that awareness of grades that yes. never quite goes away. Yeah, that if you meet someone IRL <laughs> now that we're grown up, uh, who is well, like so you are 83, yeah, I'm 79, right? So I'm 39, you're 35. Five. And yet it feels like we are contemporaries. Right. And so I just think when I talk about things, I say our age, people our age. Right. When So you graduated in 2001. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would have been a sophomore when yeah. I was a senior. Yeah. 
Or Which maybe in high school, again, like that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's but right now it feels so. But had we known each other in high school, I would always there would always be that awareness. You would always think of yourself as the sophomore to my senior. Yeah. And I would always think of myself as the senior to your sophomore. But having met each other eight years ago. Yeah. Um, we now are just we're one and the same. Yeah. Like the, everything gets smoothed out once you get to be an adult. But <laughs> That everything the, gets easier. <laughs> it doesn't get easier. It just, it just <laughs> the lines blur between. Right. You don't have enough time to make those distinctions, but they're so important when you're in high school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, uh, my oh sorry, lovely wife. Lovely wife. Yeah. Two boys, twins, living the twin life. Nice. Uh, so when I'm in here and I'm tired, that's why. And they're five. Three. The, oh, that's they what act the, like they're five. I was also talking in dog years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I uh I had a dad win moment. Um. They're big kids. They're huge kids. For twins who are three. Yeah. 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 The doctors were like, they're substantial for normal babies and they're twins. Yeah. Like, they've always been big. Yeah. But I had this dad when yesterday we went to the gym and then we got out and we were in the garage at home and I took Julian out of the car and there's this big, huge spider web in the corner and he said, Dada, what's that? And I said, it's a big spider web. I need to clean it up. And he looked at me and goes, Spider-Man made that. Oh, and I was like, we have leapt right over the concept of spider, yeah. the insect, straight to the superhero. Nice, Spider-Man. So basic understanding of the world, not there, not even close. Understanding of the imagined world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He lives in that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing great. Oh, that is wonderful. Just great. And your 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 boys are named Bill and Ted. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and Julian. Josh yeah. and Julian. Uh, nice. Yeah. And pets? No pets. Two pets. Two pets. Dogs. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Marley is a labradoodle. Oh, and that's a you're word. just setting yourself up I for that one. I hate saying that word <laughs> out loud. I typically announce her as a lab and poodle. No, mix. I'm not. I'm saying a dog named Marley. Yeah. Like you're just asking, like, please make it really sad when this dog dies. Well, no. Uh, here's my thing, because she is old. She's 12. So back when. We, so she predates the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, when we got her, I was originally looking at that dog that has like the dreadlock thing. Yeah. So oh, the sheep dog. Not yeah. quite that, but like like huge yeah, yeah, yeah. dread thing. Ross and those dog. cost a million dollars, roughly. Yeah. Um, but that was going to be Marley, Bob Marley. Ah, so not Dan Marley from no. the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then we have Melvin, who we got for $40 out of a drop box in Ohio. Like, no joke. The, the animal shelter there has this big barn that has a one-way door, and people in the dead of night, when you don't want your dog anymore, chuck it in the box. Oh, man. And then it's up for adoption. Later. I thought it was just like they you can you can either pick your dog and it's a hundred bucks, <laughs> no. or you can go and give put forty dollars in the thing. Dog. We'll just put you out an animal. <laughs> See what happens. So, no. what kind of dog is Melvin? Take a moment and picture every cartoon mutt that you've ever experienced in your life. Okay, that's Melvin. I can only think of the dog from Inspector Gadget. Not too far off. What's his name? Spot. What's that dog? I will say Baxter from from uh, what's that movie? Anchorman. <laughs> okay. Striking resemblance okay. to, yeah, to yeah. Melvin. Yeah. And just as mischievous. Brain is the dog from yes. Inspector Gadget. Penny and Brain. Yes. Yeah. And Brain knew everything. Brain does not look like Baxter. but So it's a little Baxter dog? So you could kick it, this dog quite no, far. No. He, Melvin's a little stockier. Okay. But in terms of like that dingy, dirty, Yeah. That kind of blonde, rat dog? Yeah. Like a Like a Benji dog. Sort of, yeah. Okay. In that, in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, back when dogs all looked dirty. Like, yeah. remember 80s dogs? Like Before Sandy grooming from, was a thing. Yeah. Like, just let them run outside. When it was like funny. there was a specific breed that was in every pop culture thing. Because <laughs> right. the dog from Annie was that dirty, kind of like ratty looking dog. Yeah. And then Benji was real big. 
there was a show on the Disney Channel called Boomer, and it had this big old like sheepdog thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that was probably it. But that's that was the limit to my understanding of dogs. <laughs> dogs. Yeah, um, and thus completes the Friar household. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so I am. Who am I? <laughs> so I I, I was <clears throat> born in Pittsburgh. Um, and, uh, grew up all over the place. So lived in Pittsburgh for a few years, then moved to outside of Philly. Um, Oof. yeah, but I was like, so I was four, three or four, and then moved again when I was eight to Iowa. So mm-hmm. Iowa was the main grow up time, Southeast mm-hmm. Iowa, which was a great place to grow up and the place that has zero accent. So there was a, hmm. like, it's where newscasters go, Southeast Iowa, go to lose their accent. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I moved back then, I lived there from first grade until right before high school, and that was real rough. Um, and then moved to, um, back to Pennsylvania, but to a place called Jamestown, Pennsylvania, which is not a great place. <laughs> where, is, um, where is that? Have it's I... by Lake Pima Tuning, so it's like an okay. hour or so north of yeah. the city. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just a real small kind of like podunky place. And the, like there were great people there. It's just like real not uh, – we had 39 kids in my grade, and it was a public school. So just like no opportunities. Like all the opportunities but none at the same time. Yeah. So you could play all the sports, but you played with all the same people. <laughs> right. And if there were bullies, you had them in every single class. <laughs> Uh, it was just, yeah. And to go there and to have any kind of semblance of culture, like, uh, I showed up and I was wearing Chuck Taylors and listening to a tribe called quest and yes. stuff like that. And, and got made fun of for, um, liking, liking anything <laughs> that was not John Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so it was, that was rough. And it was also just a bad time to move like yeah. uh, right before high school. So I was there for a few years. Um, then I uh, was in New Wilmington, PA for my senior year. So I moved right mm. before my senior year and met my would-be wife, my soon-to-be wife, eventual <laughs> wife, not would-be wife. Or, yeah, any of those. Yeah, things. no, it happened. Yeah. Eventual wife, uh, Adrian, and she was awesome uh, and continues to be awesome. And uh, then we moved all over the place. And so I had always wanted to be a history teacher mm. uh, because I had some really bad history teachers <laughs> and some really good history teachers and realized that the diff- and a lot of people hate history right. because they've had really bad history teachers and realized it's a really easy subject to teach poorly. And, uh, but if you teach it well, it's not that hard to teach it well. Right. And, uh, because it's just people and stories and it's everything. It's music, it's math, it's art, it's everything. I had a great history. Yeah. Like the good ones are the good ones, yeah. you know? And I had some real good ones at first and then some real bad ones. So it was, it was, it was like, everybody should love history. And then I had a bad one. I was like, Oh man, this is not even the same subject. <laughs> and then realized like, Oh, they were trying to make this bad. Like yeah. it's just, and it, as you get older too, it becomes the coaches subject. So mm. it's people who don't really want to be teachers, but they want to be right. coaches. But the, yeah. So I decided like, I want to be a history history teacher because I want to be one of the good ones and so uh went to school for that uh was that for four years and um loved it and we we moved to a couple different places we were in the Florida Keys my wife was a dolphin trainer which is way too cool to even go into right now but she's only to say yeah that that Monday Sarah and I were sitting down and reviewing our week and I was saying Friday, we're going to record the podcast with Tyler. And she said, knowing nothing, having never met Adrian ever, <laughs> just knowing that she was a dolphin trainer, she was like, is Adrian coming? <laughs> if so, can I come? Oh, and nice. I was like, I mean, I don't think so, but 
You, that could be an eventual yeah. thing. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we need to make that happen. We could set up a side podcast called <laughs> The Wives of the Pastors. Uh, so uh, they are spousing the pastor. Oh, my be, gosh. Yeah. One with all four of us in the room would be yeah. crazy town. Yeah. And then, like, if it if that kicks it off, then they just do their own side project. Yeah, that's just right. them. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, she was a dolphin trainer and just wanted to do that her whole life. And just the same way people want to be astronauts. You just kind of <laughs> figure it out and do it. Yeah. And so that took us to the Florida Keys because that's where the dolphins are. And um, then we went to Chicago because there were also dolphins there, mm-hmm. ironically. And um, we were there for a few years. And then in the midst of that, realized that... Um, uh, I was talking about the Bible a lot in class, not proselytizing, not trying to get it in there. Right. Um, my dad was a was a pastor, and that's why I moved around a lot when I was a kid. And I didn't want to be my dad uh, in the same way that most people don't want to be there. You get kind of two attitudes: people who just want to be their parents, and people who don't. Yeah. And I, and I think it's fairly typical that that not wanting to be your parents wins out. Uh, even if you like your parents, you just kind of like I want to right. do my own thing. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't want to be my dad, and. Um, then, uh, then what happened? Well, then, so I, uh, but realize that like it, you kind of have to, it, it's, it's good to have knowledge of the Bible for historical context. Like yeah. a lot, like we were talking, I was teaching, I had four different preps. I had world geography, world history, us history, and psychology. And in each of those classes, the Bible just came up. Yeah. It's and there. again, without, without me trying to make it come up. Right. And yeah, good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. Oh, Whether yeah. Whether you it love just, it or hate it, yeah, it yeah, yeah. shows up. Yeah. And it was, and like, so in geography, we're talking about Israel Palestine conflict. And uh, it said, well, it all kind of goes back to in the Bible where you have Isaac and Ishmael. And no one knew who Isaac and Ishmael was. And no one knew who Abraham was. And that's what, I mean, I, I was less surprised about the Isaac and Ishmael thing and more about, like, I was like, you should have at least heard about yeah. Abraham. He's a pretty big player. Yeah. And, and this yeah. was in the sub- suburbs of Chicago, which was very, it was a huge school district. We had a lot of different faiths represented in the room. Mm-hmm. And so self-identifying Christians, self-identifying Jews, self-identifying all kinds of people. N- none of them knew who Abraham was, <laughs> right. except for the Sikhs. We had a couple Sikh kids and they knew huh. everything about everything. <laughs> the Sikhs were, were geniuses. And they're like, yeah, Abraham, Isaac, Ishmael, I know about this. Yeah. So I had them teach class. But uh, just realizing, um, one, these kids don't really know about this. Two, I like talking about it. And three, I really like talking about talking to kids mm-hmm. and they ask good questions and kind of the same thing that as before, where I had some, some good pastors growing up and some real bad ones and the bad ones, uh, made church seem terrible Yeah, and made me not want to be a Christian. <laughs> And the good ones made it seem great. And it was the same the, that faith is the same. I mean, it's music, it's art, it's, it's everything. And it's not just Christian music and art. Right. It's everything. Right. And um, so I thought, well, maybe I could do that. And um, t- told Adrian and thought, uh, well, I don't really want to do this, but I'll tell her and she'll tell me not to do it because it's too big of a change and that'll be great. And so I said, uh, I'm thinking I should go to seminary. And she said, oh, that's great. If you think that's what God wants you to do, you should do it. And I thought, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> you were supposed to be Yeah, my that is out. not what you were supposed to say. <laughs> and so... Uh, so I tried really not hard, tried really hard not to go to seminary and looked at, tried to disqualify all the seminaries and uh, then found one that was great, went, went to seminary. Uh, I was 12, 14 years ago at this wow. point. So I've been to seminary. I got ordained. Uh, I then went back and got my doctorate. 
Uh, Dr. Tyler. Because, yeah, because I can't stop going to school. <laughs> I really like school. Yeah. Uh, until I don't like writing papers, but I like learning things. It's, it's always the papers that bring you back. And you're like, ooh, I don't like this part. Oh, man. You and I are doing the same cohort thing. Yeah. At PT. Well, hopefully, I haven't heard back from you. I haven't either. Yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe they'll let us know. Uh, but even that, there was like a, what, three page essay or something? Yeah. So yeah. Tiny. And yeah. I sat down and started typing. I went, oh, no. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Well, and they, I did ask, like, what are the papers like? She's like, you have to write a 15 page thing. And I was like, 50 page? Okay. She's like, no, 15, one five. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still thinking of the doctorate thing. Cause at the end of it, you have to write right. like a small book. Like, I wrote a, a 200 page thing yeah. at the end. And boy, I'm. <laughs> It's not good for procrastinators either because I <laughs> usually write them in one sitting. And yeah. You can't write 200 pages in one sitting. Despite having tried it, <laughs> it, it takes you at least two or three. Solid effort, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. Uh, that. That brings us up to where we are. I got three kids. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, X7 and Jedi is our the I nomenclature. Saw, there's yeah. a, there's a, a, a code name system in the Dawski household. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's just shorthand. It's easier mm-hmm. okay. uh, for, uh, I mean, we that's what we kind of started calling them texting-wise because, mm-hmm. like, our son, his middle name uh, has an X initial, so that was easy for him. And we thought, oh, that'd be easy to call him that. But X is kind of a hard word, to a letter to just, like, shoot out. Yeah. Uh, seven uh, came from our, our daughter, um, uh, David Beckham, had and posh spice had a kid like the day after she was born mm-hmm. and with the same first name and the middle name for the for them was seven and we thought that's they actually the number seven the number seven but i think it's written out but okay. it's still stupid <laughs> <laughs> we thought well that's dumb and so then we just started calling her seven and then our youngest son i really tried to uh say we should name him jedediah <laughs> Uh-huh. Because uh, it means like beloved of God or something like that. But, but also, also. The, the first four letters are J-E-D-I and his <laughs> real name would actually be Jedi. Yeah. And then my wife's response was only she just immediately just goes, Jed, get your brother Bubba out of the sink. And I was like, oh, I guess that means Jed is Jedediah is yeah. not a good name. <laughs> and so then I realized we could just call him that. And so hmm. that's what I, I, but rarely do I call them that in person. Yeah. It's just kind of what we call them. It's the, the, in, the code name. Yeah. Well, and it's just, a, it's especially for texting and stuff. It's just a good shorthand. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we have a dog named McFly. <laughs> so great. And it's great when you're annoyed with him too. <laughs> like, Come on, McFly. Think. <laughs> Uh, and then three cats. Uh, wow, that's too many. Yeah. No, it's just right. Okay. It is. Yeah, it is. We are really kind of want a cat away from being super weird or one cat over, depending mm-hmm. on how cat person. Because I think one dog is almost too many. <laughs> that's probably uh, accurate. Yeah. Because I just gotten back from the vet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also I think when we, when, when McFly is done. I think we'll take a hiatus from dogs for a while. Yeah. When our cats are done, I don't think that we'll reload at three right away. Right. Um, but I think we will always have cats. I think we'll have times that we don't have dogs. But like the thing with cats, at least my understanding, I am not a cat person. This yeah. is a area of sharp oh, dispute yeah. between yeah. us. This could be a whole thing. As I'm cats pretty sure your cats will outlive you. Uh, like that's, they seem, well, I don't think cats ever die. They are pretty long lived. So we, we have three cats. They are named uh, uh, Akira. Is our oldest, and she is. She's probably not going to be around much longer. Uh, she's right on the verge. She is eighteen years old. Wow. Yeah. She so, can boat. Yeah, she could. She can drink in Canada. <laughs> 
Uh, or not in Canada, but well, she, someone could give her a beer and she could drink it yeah. illegally. She can vote. She can see all the movies. She could smoke. <laughs> she could buy dirty magazines. Um, all the privileges. Yeah, all the privileges <laughs> of an 18-year-old. Um, she, if she killed someone, she would go to jail for the rest of her life. Yeah. From real, real adult jail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Akira Schroeder and Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they are great. So my big thing with dogs, I always feel like dogs are like a needy boyfriend or girlfriend. They always just want, they're like, what are we doing? What can I do to please you? Please let me know. Well, that's what it's this not is. needy. It's well, it just depends on what, what, what you need in yeah. your life. <laughs> if you need constant affirmation, right. a dog is fantastic. And I do. <laughs> so I have two of them. Well, I think a, uh, a cat is like a roommate. <laughs> who does not care. Right. No, and, um, but, care and the thing I like about a cat is if a cat likes you, they have chosen to like you. Hmm. If yeah. a dog likes you, you're, it's, you're that's because, human. yeah, that's their makeup. And, and so if we, uh, if we, if I got in a car accident and went into a coma for six months, <laughs> um, let's not I'd say my whole family, we all went into a collective coma. Uh, our dog would be dead in front of the door waiting for us to have come home <laughs> yes. to feed him. Our cats would have figured a way to, to leave and they would never look back. No. They would just be like, oh, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> I will somehow get out of this house and just, just go. Yeah. And I I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a cat, that, that all the affection that I get from my cats is is earned and all the affection I get from my dog is is also, he does love me, but in a way that is not always on my on my on my time schedule right and his need for affection and attention i mean it probably mirrors my own which is why i don't i see <laughs> myself like as, yeah uh, don't do that come on <sighs> so so that's us yeah, yeah we did it that's we made it yeah and at the is there anything else oh so what's uh what's your myers-briggs do you know that i do i am an infp oh Right? Which one's J? Yeah. I always want to say J because that's my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the P is the procrastinator. So yeah, I mean, INFP. Yeah. P, uh, P does not stand for procrastinator, isn't that? No, no but it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's what it means. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, what's your Enneagram? Do you know that? Nine. Ooh. What's your uh, um, Hogwarts house? Uh, what's the, I think I'm Hufflepuff. Oh. I'm reasonably sure I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah, you do seem Hufflepuffy. <laughs> <laughs> is it the cheeks? I don't know. <laughs> What is uh, so that is that like Pottermore confirmed or I, I took Pottermore a long time ago okay and, and I just haven't looked back nice. I kinda, I'm kind of over the Harry Potter thing what a little <sighs> just because it's not are you also over Star Wars are you one of those people no I've, okay I'll never be over Star Wars okay I don't think is it the new Harry Potter movies that have made you over Harry Potter I I think it might be only because when the first one came out the the Fantastic Beasts yeah I saw the trailer and went. I don't care. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, that sounds like a really rousing review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's pretty good, but it's forgettable. Like yeah. I think that that's it's unnecessary, and that's I think maybe the worst thing you can say about one of those. It has movies. a Star Wars prequels esque feel. Yes, to it, to but me. it's also that's how I would describe uh, what we'll talk about in just a minute. Oh. What I described the how I described the Marvel movies for a very long time because mm-hmm. I felt like they were unnecessary, but they have grown on me in yeah. ways. Um, Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Coming soon. So uh, I am. I am also. I'm an ENFP. Okay. But right on the. Sometimes I'm an I. I'm, I was gonna yeah. say, where's the score? Because I'm tied. 
Oh, tied between E and I. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, and Myers Briggs defaults that to I. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, I am a very outgoing I. Yes. People, I am also that. When where, I tell people I'm an introvert, they're like, "You?" I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have to know how it works. Yeah. yeah. And it's and different people. It's kind of that one thing where, um, it's not necessarily where you get your energy from. Like, it's not like I need to recharge necessarily, but I am fine not being right the center of attention, despite what many people would say (laughs) based on their experience of it. And I think especially as I become a solo pastor, I'm a solo pastor now, I did youth ministry for 10 years, something like that. Um, And I preach every week. Then all of a sudden, like the more you preach, the less you need to have your voice. The more you hear your voice, the more you think, I'm not sure that my voice needs to be the main one in this room. Uh, And so the introvert in that standpoint is less about me being shying away from things in the classic what we would usually call introvert and more about me like trying to make space for other people and trying to self-monitor how much i'm talking in a room see that's for me man this sunday ed and i are in charge at i'm dating the podcast even though we don't know when we're releasing it yeah yeah um but ed and i are in charge of all three services that could happen any week that's no it won't we've been (laughs) here 12 years oh yeah yeah this is the first time they've let the two of us be all three even in the big room yeah oh I know for certain doing an 8.30, a 9.45, and an 11 o'clock. And I'm not even preaching. Yeah. I'm just like the liturgist prayer guy. Oh, man. I'm going to come home and crash. Yeah. Like being around that many people oh, yeah, yeah. all day. It's yeah. fine. It's great. I enjoy it while it's happening. But as soon as it's done, yeah. so am I. Yeah. Like the the nerves that people get a, a, of talking in front of a big room of people, I don't get no, that. No. I can do um, that anytime. And a part of that is... I mean, part of that was obviously baked into my personality, but like teaching does that. Yeah. Uh, Cause you're speaking in front of a room of 30 people who do not want to be there <laughs> for 45 minutes. And uh, you have to both get them to be interested enough to pay attention and get them to learn something. Yeah. Um, and if you're a good teacher, you really care about them and care about who they are and that they will learn this. If you're a bad teacher, you just, care about getting them to be quiet enough that you can <laughs> assign the things. Right. Um, so it's easier to be a bad teacher. It's hard to be a good teacher. And the same thing then with youth ministry Yeah. and with regular ministry. I mean, it's just like you have to care about people yeah. and that's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are you on the Enneagram? I have a guess, but I, I uh, I'm a nine. It. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a page for a seven? Yeah. That's a, I, I, uh, in the, the time that I've taken it the most, so the Enneagram is this test. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, uh, we, we, we're we talking in things that no one, may, knows. no one knows about. Myers-Briggs is this personality test. Uh, it's kind of like those BuzzFeed tests that you take <laughs> to figure out which, <laughs> which cupcake you are. Yeah, which yeah. cupcake you are. Um, no, Myers-Briggs was this uh, personality test kind of based on psychology, sociology things to figure out where you go, um, kind of where your starting point is in terms of your frame of reference for perspective on life and social situations. Yeah. And so uh, like, I don't even know what the different things are. And maybe that's the most INFP or ENFP <laughs> thing to say. Uh, I know it because my wife is super into it. She's yeah. cringing listening to this yeah, now, I'm yeah. sure. Well, uh, and I know it's the the thing that I've learned is I know who knows it. And so whenever mm-hmm. I say, what does this mean? Like <laughs> our, our mutual friend, Brian Wallace, uh-huh. who speaks personality tests. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and loves to figure out what people's personality <laughs> tests is. Uh, so I usually just say, I'm an INFP. What's that mean again? He's like, oh, this is why you do those things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm a I'm a nine with a with a eight no with a one wing yeah okay 
Um, so nines are the universal. We we are the empathizers mm-hmm. in that sense. We can kind of relate to people. And I mean, the best way that proves that I'm a nine to myself is that every time I look at any of the other numbers, I'm like, oh yeah, I could be that too. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So the Enneagram is this other personality test that there's nine different personalities, which again is kind of where you start in a social situation. It's, it doesn't fully define you, but there's more nuance in that in yeah. the sense that you and I are both nines. We are not the same person. No. Brian Wallace, also a nine. Yep. He is very different than both of us. Right. Um, and uh, all of the nines that I've met, it makes sense that they are nines, but they are not like me. I heard uh, a couple months ago at a convention, the guy that has written like the newest Enneagram book, yeah. Ian Cron, um, was talking about like people will say like, how could there only be nine? Doesn't he sound like the bad guy in like an 80s movie? So much yeah. so. Yeah. I am Ian Cron. <laughs> He's done something to yeah. James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was saying like people get upset that like there's only nine options. It's like, no, that can't possibly be. And his reaction to it was go to Home Depot and ask for red paint. You're going to find like thousands of versions of of red. red. Yeah. And it's the same with the Enneagram. Like yeah. there are nines, but there are like thousands of yeah. versions of oh, what yeah. nine can be and how it manifests in anybody's. Yeah. I listened to his podcast the other day where he, there was a episode that was somewhat old, maybe a year old. And he talked to a room full of nines uh-huh. and they were all explaining themselves and all of, at points, all of them were like, that's not like me at all. And then at points it's like, oh, that's me so much. <laughs> Right. And so like the, the thing about nines too is like, so in our best case scenario, we're like peacekeepers and we, uh, we get along with people and we can relate and develop relations. At our worst, we are slothful, Mm -hmm. lazy and conflict avoidant. Which I did not understand until I'd started reading the Enneagram and stuff. Like when I first started reading it and it was like, you're slothful. I went, am I? Yeah. And then my pastor retired here at Westminster yeah. and like conflict started rising up and like little things like check your email. Yeah. I just wasn't doing. Yeah. As I, like, well, I and that's, even... and you can see it like it points a stress. It's not yeah. that just like our, our normal state is lazy Mm-mm. because no, we're people who do lots of things, but when we get overwhelmed with stuff and we check, we, we give up the things that in like email that seem like not a big thing or sleep yep. or exercise. Yep. That in the short term, we're like, oh, yeah, I can go without that. And then six months down the road, you're like, oh, I haven't slept normal for six months <laughs> right. or or gotten up and walked more than anywhere other than to Chipotle and back. Right. Like that. Sponsored we can, by. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. That was a McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> uh, and then so the point that we deviate, though, is that I... Mm-hmm. I'm from Ravenclaw. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which so, one are they? They are, uh, yeah, I forget you're over this. Because uh, they're not the two that everybody else talks about. No. So there's Slytherin, Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. right. Gryffindor, and right. Hufflepuff. Um, Gryffindor is where all the heroes come from right. in our story. Slytherin is where all the evil people come from in right. our story. Except for one. Spoiler, I won't tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, Ravenclaw is, so one and we, a fun thing during the height of this that we did one time in a youth group I was in is we, we kind of labeled everybody. And uh-huh. boy, did it not create any conflicts on our mission <laughs> trip that we did that. Uh, but it was pretty, once you kind of got a good sense of what they were, it was, you could tell where people fell mm. into, the, into the houses. And, and it was its own kind of personality test. So yeah. generally it was, the everyone had a plus and minus. So Bra- Ravenclaw are brave. Or no, uh, uh, Gryffindor's brave. Uh, and kind of adventurous, but then at 
they're also a little self-centered and um, kind of pushy, like an eight would be right, right on the Enneagram. Um, Hufflepuff are caring, like very uh, empathetic and affectionate and stuff, but not as motivated, yeah. if you will. I've heard they're the stoners of the Harry Potter They universe. could be, yeah. or they're kind of the... That the, personality. Yeah, not, they. Not, I'll sit here and watch the coats while you guys play pickup or something like right. that. Um, I'll, I'll stay back with mom and fold this, the, uh, whatever. I am so in Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also the it's the good listeners and good mm-hmm. kind of... It's the, the nice people. Um, Slytherin are cunning in a good way and right. like kind of are, are crafty and clever, but then that can be... They can be, uh, uh, they, uh, they can be conniving. Yes, yes, malevolent. Yeah, uh, things like that. Um, and Ravenclaw are the kind of studious academic folks, but mm-hmm. they can also be um, pretentious and uh, pedantic. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and so, use words like yeah, pedantic. Yeah, and, uh, alliterative <laughs> words to describe themselves. And so Pottermore said I was a Gryffindor and I self-identify as Ravenclaw. Really? Yeah. Take that test yeah. and shove it. I know. It made me mad. Because yeah. I, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm a Gryffindor. I don't think <laughs> I'm the person who'd go, let's go do this, guys. I'd be like, you go do that and I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Which was exactly my first experience with you. Yeah. When when I, I got told to, you to go do something. When I got to New Wilmington <laughs> yeah, Mission Conference, I forgot about that. This is a great story. Uh, I got to the New Wilmington Mission Conference. I'm the speaker for the week. I know zero people. Yeah. I came in with a full beard, not quite as full as it is now, but yeah. like beardy. And when was this? This would have been four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh man. And you were the first among the first people I meet, and you say so. Here's but the, the a, a, a <laughs> the defense has already started. Well, it's not even a defense; it's just a little bit of a backstory. So, uh-huh. flashback to a scene earlier mm-hmm. when we I did not know you or right. talk to you. Uh, I actively did not like you. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's had, this guy? Who's going? I had heard of you. What's and tree I anthem? Like Who it? is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, I told all the guys on staff of which. Almost all of the counselors. So New Women's Mission Conference is kind of like a camp. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, it's a conference, but it's really a camp. So there's counselors. There's a high school program. We are in, I was one of the leaders in the high school program. You came out as the speaker for the high school program for the right. week. Uh, all the counselors who at that point, probably 80% of them were former youth group kids of mine. Um, and the other 20% were all people who I had been a surrogate youth person to right. just through the conference and things like that. Uh, I told everybody about a month and a half before it started. <laughs> Stop shaving right now. Mm-hmm. Grow as much of a beard as you can. On day one of conference, we will all shave those beards into mustaches. Yes. Um, and then see who has the guts to leave it, to keep it on. Right. For And for I want to be very clear. That was the challenge. Yes. Could you keep a mustache yeah. for a week yeah. of conference? Yeah. Not could you grow a mustache. Right. Obviously, it's, that's been proven already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, could do you have the guts mm-hmm. to live your life as a mustachioed person? Right. For this this week, where a lot of where we're all kind of upfronts, right, and people who are not introverts during that week, right, yeah. So I walk in fully bearded, yeah. unaware, yeah, uh, and we thinking we're being inclusive, right, and welcoming this 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 fine person into our group, right, really judging him hard on whether he's going <laughs> to participate, and of course, because I'm a youth pastor, yeah. I was like, game on, okay, yeah. let's do it. 
So we all shave our, our beards into mustaches. The first night is awesome, hilarious, yeah, beautiful. And as memory serves, this might be a slight exaggeration, but not much. The next morning, I wake up, and Tyler Domsky is clean shaven. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I lasted. I may have lasted um, twelve hours, <laughs> um, and of a of an eight day conference. And yeah. part of it was uh, the main part. Of, part of it, I mean, I looked at the mirror, and the person who lived in my mirror right after I shaved <laughs> was a, a very disturbing person. I didn't like that guy at all. Yeah, and uh, uh, my wife. She puts up with so much, uh, and is game for a lot of stuff too. She's not like a eye roller. Like I can't believe you. Like she's right. on board. She thinks things are funny. She's we have very similar personality in that sense. Uh, but this was one where she gave me a look that was not just like, oh you. It was kind of like a that really is not good. Yeah, what you're doing is not good. Uh, and that it's not it's not even a not good look. It's a just it's a bad look. Yeah. Uh, but and so that was my first experience with you was, here's a great idea. Okay, I'm done. It was, <laughs> and it would have been the perfect prank uh-huh. to pull on someone, which, I mean, I could not have pranked you more because you were all in. You kept I, it. Yeah, because my plan was to just grow the beard back in around it. Yeah. But then it was me and Justin Mannon who looked like Goose from Top Oh, Bad. did you keep shaving? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because even if you'd grown it back in, very few of us can grow enough of a beard to contend with a mustache. Right. And seven days yeah. yeah i mean we can get to the point where someone's like oh i guess you're not shaving but not uh we can we can be growing a beard you will not be have a beard by the end of the week right in, unless you trim the mustache to try to right so match it blend justin yeah. man and and that brad rogers was there that, that year too yeah uh they both had weapons grade ned <laughs> flanders mustaches <laughs> Uh, a couple of Sam Elliott's there. Yeah. And uh, then all of us were, we looked like we had like been, had a lollipop and then tripped in a barbershop and then the hair stuck to our lip. Yeah. Whoops. It was real, it was real disturbing. Uh, and I think uh, one, I think maybe D lasted. Yeah. He, and he, he had the <laughs> the creepiest mustache. No joke. He looked like a middle school it was like, not okay. pre- principal. It and was all like, of us are leading young impressionable yeah, children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was uh so that was great. And <laughs> when was the when how, how long have you been a bearded fellow? I grew my first beard here at Westminster. On your face or just like in a in a box? No, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I created my first beard out of the package. Um yeah, that would have been like five or six years ago. And then... Really? Yeah. The Duck Dynasty thing happened. Okay. And I went, well... So you were a beardless fellow your whole life up to that yeah, point? Yeah. Because I think... I mean, and you, even you, you're like... Um, you're... Uh, well, that's not true. I had a beard when I got married, which would have been 11 years ago. Okay. But it was off and on then. It has been a consistent fixture for... Well, and it's it's been kind of the icon of you mm-hmm. in like your avatars online and stuff like that. Like you, our new worship leader here at the Westminster, the one day I biked to work in the beard and it was so cold. It was, it had frozen. Yeah. And so the chunks of ice hanging out of my beard and she looked at me and she said, Oh, it's the biking Viking. Yeah. And I went, that's it. Darn right. Yeah, that's it, it. That's it. That's, that's when it. you went from Friar Friar to the biker biking. Yeah. The bike, the Viking biking, Viking, you, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Work with me here. <laughs> well, and I like that you have you have uh, you've adopted it enough that you grow it out. Yeah. Like you have a you could comb your beard. 
That was I, I, oh man, I don't have it in my pocket. Oh, I actually no. usually do carry a beard comb with me oh, at that's, all times. Uh, disturbing. A little bit. So I uh, I also uh, probably right around when I was there, I was twenty eight. Mm-hmm. I grew a beard. Like I went because I had. I mean, the laziness of a young man. You have many times where you're growing a beard, but I couldn't have a beard. I could be, right. be you're growing just not a beard. shaving. Yeah, it's clear that people go, "Oh, you grown a beard." Uh, but no one would ever say, oh, you have a beard. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Perpetually so growing that was, one. And it was the point, I mean, you just think when you're growing up, like once I turn to, to be an adult, which is 23 or whenever, when I'm done with college and yeah. I now have to get a real job, I will also be able to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. And that is not how life no, works. No. And so I was, I remember I was 28 because it was right at the end of seminary that I actually had a beard. And it was a moment where I realized like, I have a beard. <laughs> I'm not growing this beard it's anymore. Happening. It's it's on my face. It's yeah. a beard. Some if I got if I someone had to draw like a police sketch of me, they would say, <laughs> "Well, he had a beard." Uh-huh. And start with that. And uh, then I went through a very long time of I really liked to be uh, one of those people who sometimes has a beard and sometimes doesn't. Yeah. And, and so that you couldn't get a fixture on what my face should look like. <laughs> Um, that uh, that that it equal, makes sense to be like bearded Tyler, not bearded Tyler, kind of right. like Robin Williams, yeah, or or uh, like that's a very like up to date reference, yeah. of <laughs> something like that. Uh, but someone would like, yeah, yeah, you see Robin Williams with a beard, you don't think, oh man, look at Robin Williams with a beard. It's not like Tom Selleck right. whenever he shaved off his mustache. Another right. relevant reference, but whenever he would shave off his mustache, you're like, oh no, what is happening here? Um, and uh, so. I, that was my mo for a very long time, and then I got older and started gaining weight and realized, oh no, yeah, the, beards. Are, I like I beards like beards because then you tell your face, here's where my chin is, <laughs> it is right here, yeah, and no further. I get to tell you what my face looks like. I'm asking this question knowing that it's probably going to end up on the cutting room floor. But speaking oh, of like Robin that. Williams, like that. yep, uh, you an avowed Disney guy, yeah. Will Smith is the genie. Oh, disgust. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I have. It's so bad. At uh, first I saw it in a nightmare. <laughs> and then it became true. So I am very anti all of the Disney Just live action stop. things. I think because I think that the best case scenario is you can say what many people said about back to uh, or Beauty and the Beast uh, was it's just as good as the original. Yeah. And if that's the what we're shooting for Let's watch the original. Let's just watch the original one. Yeah. I will say I have a little tiny spark of hope for Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo seems different enough. Yeah, I didn't see um, Pete's Dragon, but that was another one that seemed like at least they're going in a different direction. Right. And the first Pete's Dragon, while I love it, is pretty stupid. But some of these, like the live action, they they put literally the trailer from the cartoon and the trailer from the live action, and they're the same. And I'm like, so... They all seem like huge cash grabs. They all also live in that kind of the new version of the uncanny valley where everything seems weightless and pointless and yeah it's like a like a really well done video game but doesn't make you feel like there's any real stakes like all of the prequels yeah of, yeah, of right. star wars like when they're it having fights it's like back to that none yeah. of this is real they're all just kind of running on a blue screen yeah um so i uh, the 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 thing about that too is i think um that uh I think I may even said this when I was on your other podcast. The uh, that Robin Williams, they have like eight hours worth of material that he because I mean he was Robin Williams. He just recorded and recorded and recorded and just kind of riffs for a real long time. So they had always thought eventually if they ever do a live action or do a like it was live action, they always thought we'll use Robin Williams's voice. 
because right. we have so much of it and who else could do the genie right and then the other one will be i mean it'll be computer generated so it doesn't really matter um and yet there was always this when they when the movie first came out the aladdin in 92 um he had in his contract you can't use my voice for marketing and stuff like right. that and they immediately did and so then he said okay well now you can't use any of that so never will you be allowed to do that and they had always held out hope that they would be able to renegotiate because they did renegotiate to get him to be in the second sequel right um but uh then when he passed away uh that kind of quashed the hopes for them to be able to use that and his estate said yeah no we're never going to give you yeah, right. the rights to use that yeah. which is kind of a shame just because i think there's probably a lot of good stuff in there I, th I mean, Robin Williams is great, but he also did a lot of really bad stuff, too. So yeah. it could be there's a good chance that it's eight hours of material, 20 minutes of which are hilarious. <laughs> and right. uh, a and bunch of it is, is just, oh, uh, mm, mm, uh, <laughs> look at it. Mm, oh, oh. Uh. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Um, now, if you are an Instagram person. Uh, the, I, be, the best of the social media. I completely agree. We should yeah. do a whole episode on that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but if you are on Instagram, you can follow us at Roughing the Pastor on Instagram. Nice. However, one of Twitter's fatal no, flaws. No, wait, it's R O U G H. Yes. Right? Not R U F F like Rough Riders. <laughs> like, like DMX. <laughs> uh, if you are on Twitter, uh, they are less permissive with their usernames. Ooh. And so we are Rough the Pastor. Again, Did they not like the word roughing, or it's just too many characters? I think we just ran out of characters. Okay. Yeah, so rough the pastor uh, that makes sense. At, at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and if you have questions, things you would like the two of us to discuss, guests to recommend, I highly recommend, recommend getting on the social media machine and letting us know. Yes, yes. Now I have... Oh, hang on a sec. Hello. Oh, Bartleby's here. Our house elf. We have a house elf here, and he keeps us straight. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. You've made some mistakes in this podcast. Oh, All right, no. Bartleby. Bartleby. Did you write them down? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. So, uh, apparently, uh, in our corrections department from Bartleby, our house elf, yeah. uh, first off, uh, based on basic math, uh, earlier we said that uh, you would, when I was a senior in high school, you would have been a sophomore. Yeah. You would have been a freshman in oh. high school. Unless even and, younger, yeah. So there's a greater separation. Math and is also, hard. <laughs> earlier uh, you said that your dog Melvin, or not Melvin, your dog uh, Marley uh -huh. is a labradoodle. Yes, I and hate you, that word. You, yeah, you had great shame, and we've been told that for those who have shame with the word labradoodle, pubrador, not is better, a, is a better, is a better thing. So, so that's it. <laughs> uh, and and the last thing here, the the third correction is too much Tyler, not enough Jay. <laughs> that's it. Bartleby's such a cool guy. I think I'm gonna get that guy like a sock or something for Christmas. No, don't. Then he, then we won't be able to do stuff with him anymore. What do you give a house elf? Nothing. Nothing. If you give him anything, thing. then then he leaves. <laughs> All right. Have that. Thanks, Bartleby. So anyway, that that's been uh, that's probably good enough for the show. So yeah. we'll uh, see you next week or however frequently we do this. <laughs> uh, so I've been Tyler and I'm Jay and this has been Roughing the Pastor. Yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> the end. The end. See you. See you later, guys. <laughs>